I just want to start off this episode by saying cheers to everyone that has uh, spread the word and backed the Delta Green Conspiracy Kickstarter. Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, the success of that and the bonus has uh, definitively now moved me from lower to middle, middle class. Yay, yay. And I say that snarkily. But that is huge. That is uh, a month I don't get a paycheck and don't instantly die, which um, I've literally never known in my adult life um, because I'm a millennial. So like this is amazing for me. This is better than the lottery because I don't feel like anyone's going to murder me for it. Um, I, I am infinitely grateful to all of you who helped make it happen. And I just want to say cheers. Cheers to the Delta Green Conspiracy Kickstarter and Caleb Stokes. Well, mainly all the people who helped me. I don't want to cheers to myself. I already did it. Okay. <laughs> can't undo it. You can't undo a cheers. If you undo a cheers, it's bad luck. That's oh, Irish. All right. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is The Mix 6, where we drink six beers, have six conversations, rate them on a five-point scale, all to do... Uh, Irish booze magic, which Irish as, magic. as a uh, Irish blood sorcerer, yes, um, I am capable of. Yes, I didn't know um, you were writing for Unknown Armies as well. Uh, n- no, no, this is absolutely real, Ross. It's it's uh, part of my people's folkways. Is it of being, <laughs> um, okay. horrific drunks? And uh-huh, um, uh-huh. if you just drink enough and think hard, you can shape reality. That's you, what I've determined. If you just drink enough, um, mm. and I would think the history of Ireland would contradict that point well look i don't there, know the problem is you got a lot of people going in a lot of different directions right. all right uh really? if yeah. if you just drink enough is literally on their flag so i don't know <laughs> that that's true ross okay. yeah the black and tan guys of course they're they're drinking to kill some englishmen but yeah. like uh uncle seamus over there the he's loyals. drinking to yeah. uh no well he's probably drinking to poison the well of his brother or yeah, something because yeah. he, he is an old irishman yeah. and it's five minutes before he gets into a fight he with his aunt. He has got some um, beef. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you can't take a group of people whose all their folk way is getting into piss brawls at family reunions, right? <laughs> and expect total solitude. That's right. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, thank you for joining our spell and uh, fueling us mm-hmm. along with the alcoholism mm-hmm. in our sort of alchemy-like construction of a new order. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have pre-party stuff? What a tale you've just spun. Well, producer Ross is going to be Johnny Criticism yeah. over there. Folks, I have to respond. They call that world building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We we have some lore now. Uh, I don't know that we have any pre-party stuff other than standard. This podcast is one in a network of 28 other podcasts. <laughs> so if any of you would like to talk about the other content you create, now would be the time to do it. Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, Caleb and I have been doing a thing with Baz uh, on Twitch. Right. I don't know if we've talked about that. We uh, have. Yeah, yeah. New game never played. Yeah. It's very big, fun. I've been joining in on that a lot more recently. I've been uh, writing a very stupid I for it. have written a, have started a, uh, what if Garth Marenghi wrote a Warhammer 40K novel? Um, there you go. And so I wrote, I wrote a thousand words that I'm going to give it to Baz. We're going to see what, what happens. Uh, it's magical. I sent it to Caleb. It's called Blood Expedition. Um, Spencer, I just want you to give me like a rough percentage of words you understood from things producer Ross just said. Actually, I was pretty good on everything except Garth Marenghi. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right Dark all right, place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Still, yeah. still, still missed. Yeah. Still, right. still missed. Oh, right. Dark Place. Yeah. The like weird British comedy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Eighty-five okay. percent comprehension. You're getting better. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Cool. The, the little like weird uh, like uh, is Matt Berry Dark uh-huh. Place. There Hell yeah. Is. Yeah. There I'm is. in. Yeah. 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 We're all there. Homie came to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, Caleb has 11 podcasts now. Uh, Delta Green Dead Channels. Mm-hmm. Heaven on Games Open Design. I actually have a link tree now. So a just, link tree? Just go to my Twitter, Heaven on G Cal, and everything I do is there. So A link tree? It's all on one page. Jesus Christ. I should set one I can't now. do the outros like you. Where huh? you like... Truly, parenthetically, and serial comma list everything you've ever done. Yeah, I I don't have the power. I just have to. Yeah, yeah, go here. It's a big page. I warm up every day before this podcast. I do. I I might get seven setups. Maybe I should get a QR code of it (laughs) tattooed on me. I have a copy of Riddick in my VCR. (laughs) That's exactly right. I do all the moves. Yep. 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 I can do the whole thing. Anyways, uh, no pre-party then, but uh, we certainly have a rating system as we do for all of our episodes. Of course, in the Mix Six podcast, we have six conversations. We drink six beers we rate those beers on a five point scale and for this episode we'll be rating beers on a scale that i developed while taking a bubble bath this morning about bubble bath scents okay i'm not a big bubble bather but what i find interesting all of these flavors of yeah. bubble bath yeah we've also had in beer yeah so exactly i'll, I'll be giving you my commentary on how i feel about <laughs> drinking this bubble bath. totally agree i was even thinking this morning while i was making this list this list looks a lot different when we change things to candle scents which we've also done because mm-hmm. you and i love a candle mm-hmm. so i'm a big bubble bath guy really a, an anytime bath guy but if you want to throw some bubble bath in there that's great so we'll be rating our beers today on a one to five scale one being an absolutely terrible bubble bath scent and or ingredient and a five being an absolutely wonderful bubble bath scent or ingredient so a number one folks it's just too strong i'm sure it has some medicinal properties i don't know you see it in everything i get that it's a plant maybe that's good but boy oh boy eucalyptus is too much absolutely too strong too much too bad you hard one beer flavor too yes because we've we've seen it and it's never a good idea no always tastes like soap here's the thing about eucalyptus you know when someone has walked into the room who's been exposed to eucalyptus in the last two years you just smell it life hack consider this Koalas like eucalyptus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Koalas, dumb as shit. If a koala likes it, and maybe reconsider. Like maybe it. reconsider. Yeah. Just, just think about something else. Wow. Life All right. A two. Good for other things, not for a bubble bath. Spearmint. That's not, I'm not looking to do that in a bath, guys. Yeah, you just... Sort of Pavlovian chew, yeah. Like, and and it creates kind of like a Vicks Vapo Rub quality to the the air, which mm-hmm. I don't want. Like, it's probably good for you. I don't fucking know. I'm not here for the medicinal purposes. I'm here to relax and scroll on my phone. So uh, I don't need- mint as a flavor of anything except by itself in gum is a negative one. I think me. that's a good take. No, um, chocolate mints are good. Oh like, no, no, that, uh, that okay. might. I like be an Andy's chocolate mint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't like, worse for me. I don't like chocolate chip. Thin mints, all that shit, trash. Oh, thin mints, utterly are good. disgusting. Yeah, see, look, frozen. Look at, you need them cold. Uh, but uh, I don't like. I don't like uh, like chocolate chip mint ice cream. Like I don't. I'm not really home. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like a bite. Then okay. that. That's. But again, gum. Yeah. Um, okay, a three. Man. Um, you know, a three. It, it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. You will immediately forget that you bathed in it. Uh, but a couple hours later. You know, maybe you're moving your arms around and wafting some of the scent. And you're like, oh, yeah, I took a bath earlier. It's cedar wood. It's really nice. It's mm. uh, it's It's got a little musk to it. Uh, it's kind of warmy and homey. 
and I always feel nicer after taking a cedarwood bath. And also <coughs> immediately forget that I've taken a cedarwood bath. Cedarwood has a flavor for me, too. Sure. Because you probably included it, but I couldn't taste it. Yeah. Because the thing you included it in That's right. was Definitely an IPA. It's definitely because if you're using cedarwood, yeah. you are definitely brewing an IPA. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and you want to drink a humidor? Here's some Simcoe um, hops aged in cedarwood barrels. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, a four. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Oh yeah. I I love a citrusy bath scent, and recently oh, okay. I got some Mandarin Bath and Body Works yeah. squeezies. Oh my god. Oh. I mean Mandarin. Man. Now a Mandarin orange. Probably a four flavor, for right? Me. Yeah, the right. citrus scent is very nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. It's refreshing. Uh-huh. It's kind of resetting. Yeah, yeah. there's a, a nice sweetness it's to bright it. Bright and yes. cheerful. Bright. Yeah. That's the right word, Ross. Yeah. And now we're on to a five. It's lavender. And also the biggest difference because lavender is a hard five bubble bath. Two at best, at best as a flavor. I don't know that we've ever had like I don't know that we've ever had a non-one lavender thing. Well, it's a wonderful <laughs> accent, and so everyone decides what if we make it the entirety of the beer and it tastes like hand soap. soap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is an at best two, but uh, an easy five, like a no-brainer. Oh, five absolutely. Yeah. Of yeah. Bath yeah. yeah. If if you're like you know what I'm going to go out and buy some bath stuff uh, as an outcome of this episode and take a bath and listen to the rest of it, the Doctor Teal's lavender bath salts game mm-hmm. changer. Just dump that shit into your Ironically, bathtub. Ironically, the pumpkin spice of bubble bath is <laughs> lavender. 100%. Not pumpkin spice. I yeah. see. Yeah. 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 Homie does not. You know, I, I have a question. Uh, Do it. N- just about a scent in general. Yeah. Because I recently ordered a resupply of basil scented soap. Because Love I, it. You like basil? The, the Mrs. Myers basil soap yeah, 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 is yeah. unbelievably good. Yeah. Wouldn't want it in a bathtub. You know why I got it originally? It was the only thing in stock. Oh. Like the only the only scent in stock. It is like my second yeah. or third favorite Mrs. Myers flavor. I like okay. a cucumber soap. Oh. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm really into a cucumber soup. Yeah. Because lately. cucumber is the, the vegetable equivalent of fresh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. That's absolutely. all it Well, is. it smells yeah. like water. Right. Yeah. yeah. You smell like water. Now. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. fresh water. Right. Yeah. It's nice water. But I don't think I'd want a basil bathtub thing. Like, I don't want a basil yeah. uh, bath. Well, I asked specifically because it's like, that's uh, this hand soap I have is uh, basil. Ross, always, Ross has a pretty strong soap game in his house. That's something I want to say. I complimented you the last oh, time I was here yeah. on the soap that you had, which I believe was the basil Mrs. Mm-hmm. Meyer soap. Um, it's great. It's great. I don't want it in my bathtub. <laughs> All get, right. Keep that out of your bathtub. All right. Uh, and with that, we're going to get some beer, and we'll be right back to review it. Spencer, what are you drinking? Uh, permit me to misremember, but I think our first encounter with the rare barrel stuff was over quarantine when we couldn't share any of it. Mm-hmm. It was over Zoom, right? Yeah. And a Tale of Two Persimmons. A Tale of Two Persimmons was like so that. good. Yeah. You tried it on the mic, and I was so jealous. Mm-hmm. I went out and found one mm-hmm. and was blown away by it. Mm-hmm. They had like a peach one, I think, that we really liked. Yep. Yep. Um, well, anyways, you've brought four rare barrels today. There's a ton of new stuff out. Like, I went to the other, not the Beer and Wine Center, yeah. but the one on the south side yeah. that usually has nothing, but like oh, yeah. Second Shift has got a, Second Shift has an entire new line out. Um, no shit. And Rare Barrel has... Uh, expand like triple their oh my. options so yeah there's a lot so of stuff rare there. barrel is you may have heard us refer to the fancy necked bottles uh, at some point because we are uh, astute observers of in beer. there with sweet water yep in there with the thick neck club yep you're, and so you're 12 to 14 per bottle yeah level beer yeah uh, by the way worth it if you can afford it mm. worth it this this is pinkish uh it is a golden sour beer aged in oak barrels with get ready 
strawberry, red currant, raspberry, tart cherry, and Pinot Noir grapes. Wow. A real prairie artisan ales approach. What was that second one? Uh, it's strawberry, red currant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's also 7.1% alcohol for a fucking sour, mm-hmm. uh, which... That's pretty strong for a sour. Also, the, the bottle reminds you, contains alcohol. So well, thank, thank you. Thank Anyways, you. there we go. Pinkish. 7.1. Very excited. Yeah, yeah. He's sniffing it. Oh, my oh yeah. God. Does no. it smell roughly pink? Well, it, smell, it smells sour and funk, mm-hmm. and which okay. is what you want out of one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Where's Rare Barrel from? Do you know where oh. they're located? My God. Well, fuck, fuck where they're from. Let me try. Berkeley. Because, <laughs> of course, they are. Yeah. A bunch of fucking hippies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, That's like a side project you can get yep. at the store. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, it, it is an emphasis on the oak and an emphasis on the Pinot Noir grapes. Ooh, man, the oak does something so weird at yes. the end of it. It, yeah. it, it. it really does have an oakiness on the back end. Uh, almost like a butteriness, but yeah, it's such a strong like flavor and sourness up front. But yeah. that oak, it's just like cuts it, it out. It's like eleven to one. Yeah, in, like, yeah the buttery, real hard buttery. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely agree with that. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so where'd you get that? Was it uh, just Macadoodles? Damn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How that, much was it a bottle? Uh, it is like twelve to fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a five. Yeah. Uh, that is a lavender bubble bath. Yeah. If, but if you celebrate for something, get you a rare barrel. I, the, like, like yeah. genuinely. I, I haven't had a bad one yet. No. That's our third. And, and, and we've, we've got three others to try. Nothing I do, beneath the four. I so do far. think that your uh, your observation, it is side project-esque in its approach to that oak and that Pinot Noir. Almost Very like a whiny. Very intense front end yes. whiny flavors. Um, but yeah, it does something that side project, that, that, that hard volume switch yes. into a more savory butteriness from the oak. Right. It's very because it's like almost too sour up yes. front, but the volume goes down it so fast you can't so really quickly. be angry from it. Yeah. And, and there's an important distinction. Crooked Stave also does really good oaky or or whiny sours, mm-hmm. but they persist. You can have mm-hmm. one good Crooked Stave beer and your palate is wrecked. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. thing resets mm-hmm. so quickly. Yeah. Um, this is a really good beer. So if you can find the pinkish and, and the means allow you a uh, hard recommend here from some sour lovers. And with that, Kayla, what are we talking about? We are talking about dissecting our fun. Um, Sarah and I found a game that uh, it feels like only I could have found because uh, I feel like I'm the only person who can appreciate what went wrong with it um, because I've done the same thing. Like, I really wanted to reach out to some people like, you OK? I've been there, brother. <laughs> um, so Sarah and I played a game called Roland Wright. Um, Roland Wright is spelled like the name Roland Wright. Do you want to know what Roland Wright's about? It's about a man named Roland Wright. And it's mm-hmm. a... Inventing the first roll and write board game oh my God. that uses <laughs> roll and write mechanics to create the roll and write. Wow, this is, this is the smuggest fucking game concept I've ever well, heard. Well, as a man who chased a pun there we down go. to board game... <laughs> there we go. ...and uh, ended up in ruin... Uh, I I was found I was really interested in playing this game because um, it's a very interesting course. So it's not something I'm going to recommend, uh, nor is it something that uh, I even say is particularly interesting. So the way it works, yeah, uh, you I get a bunch that. of dice. Mm-hmm. The dice are all colored, like just circled colors on mm-hmm. the dice, mm-hmm. like you are doing a color matching thing in preschool or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so impossible to play if you are any level colorblind mm-hmm. because there are no less than eight colors you have to figure out. 
Um, you roll them all. That's the number of bits you can use in your box to create your game. Uh, no. Then you take these uh, dry no. erase markers and you color in whatever you do. But there's a drafting mechanic. So, like, if I want oh the three God. red bits, I will put the three red bits on. But nobody else can take those now. And now all that's left is the green and the no. yellow and the two green. And then you go around, you take bits, taking turns. Um, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to hit objective cards, which are colored patterns Oof. on your little board, um, which are named after board game things. No. I was going to say mechanics, but not really. It's just like clear rules, <laughs> short turns. Just like best practices. Yeah, it's just like best practices given these sort of like abstract colored glyphs oh. that you have to draw. Now, the one kind of interesting thing is that every turn you get to draft the dice to put on there, but you also get to erase one of your bits. And depending on which color you erase, you get a special power. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Do you go for the special power that you can erase later? Or do you get the colors you need for the pattern you're working yeah. on? Um, but uh, here, here's what I was just struck by playing it. When is abstraction the better choice. Yeah. Cause it basically is an art game of yeah. just like making colored shapes. Yeah. Uh, like a la Azul. Yeah. Uh, now with Azul, you can just say, yeah, it's uh, Portugal and pretend you're not. <laughs> uh, yeah. And pretend you're not just putting pretty right. colored things. Yeah. that Sound good in your hands. On, right. On paper. It's just like Western Mahjong, but it, yeah. it but it is fully abstract yeah. in everything that matters. And it only gets more so when you get to summer pavilion, like, Oh, oh yeah. I surrounded the Greco Roman oh, bust, yeah. which means that I get two more triangles and a yeah. flippity bit. Like yeah. it, it's just, it's just abstract nonsense. Um, but this is also intensely abstract nonsense and either not like super well designed abstract nonsense and just the this the fuck youedness yeah. of like pursuing that and being like high quality components is the name of this card God. and it's just like three green dots a red dot and then two blue going off that way fuck <laughs> that Oh, uh, we're definitely playing it next time we play board games. I want to see you get very angry at every card you pull for an objective. When you wow. uh, when you put it in the dock and I started re I started reading about it a little bit. I just all I could think of was that scene in Thirty Rock where Jack goes into the writer's room and he starts with the uh, punchlines: beep beep, ribby ribby. <laughs> Uh, and I just kept thinking, cause that's the whole episode. I think too, where they do like the Snapple stuff. Uh, and I just kept thinking like, you know, there's a moment where, uh, we all need to admit what we're doing here. And I get that it's possible to think that what you were doing was kind of a meta interesting question. It's also possible that what you were doing was the least meta, least interesting question you could have arrived upon. And in doing so, maybe obfuscated and otherwise like interesting game design. If it wasn't so bogged down in the. Ugh, of the game. Well, design. what I love about it is that like they also do some like pretty radically stupid things in pursuit of the theme. Again, party fell. We've mm. all been there, buddy. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're, they're honestly like, OK, well, he is designing the world's first Roland, right? So it's probably going to be turn of the century. So all the arts like 1900s parliament room stuff. Yeah, he's wearing a top hat. He's got like a fucking three piece suit on. And then there's like well, it's kind of hard to make dynamic art because he's designing a board game. I'm like, yeah, 
It's a thing you do by yourself, alone mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm, room. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look very good on right. paper. Maybe you shouldn't have made a board game about making board games. And they're like, what if we gave him a dog? And so he just has a dog. The fuck? And so like half the cards are this like old man who looks like he owns a railroad, but he's actually designing a game no one will play. Mr. Peanut And the his game. dog. Jesus. Amazing. And, and I'm just like, why didn't you just make a game about pretty colors? Right. Like, did you think this was going to sell better? Yeah. Because again, make it about fucking pirates or zombies, man. Like that'll sell. I, again. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, we'll get Casey Green. It'll be what okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. The theme will sell it. I, I just, I just want to know that. I just want you to know you're not alone out there, buddy. We can start a support Aww. group. You, you call us. We've been there. Um, but uh, it's very, it's a very funny game that exists to me right. because. Um, yeah, you should have just made a fun game about colors. What happens <laughs> when the first idea you have doesn't have any depth? Yeah, Kickstarter. Kickstarter is the answer to that question. Uh, yeah. Like, so we've seen um, we've seen <sighs> stupid themes. Yeah, in uh, the game before it became yeah. the mind. Yeah, we've seen a theme destroy or the abstract <laughs> colored version of the game, which was much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, which was just abstract colors. Yeah. Uh, so we've seen themes that like actively harm your ability to yes. sell a game. Yeah. I don't know if this does that because I don't think the color dice rolling right is going to sell it no. anyway. Yeah. But it certainly wasn't helping to have the weird 18th century old man there. Did you get it at Meta? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was uh, it was significantly discounted. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. But, weird. Uh, well. But yeah, I did. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, what here's the thing. It worked at least once because mm-hmm. I saw rolling right a Roland Wright about a man named Roland Wright designing a Roland Wright. And I was like, yeah, that goes in the card. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to get that. If, if, if anyone's going to buy it, it has to be me. Yeah. Like I'm, well, you're part. obligated. This yeah. game was made for you. Yeah. That, yeah. It's my it's like whole. a Junji Ito story. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is sad because it's not a very good game. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was made for me. It's all I deserve. I will say Aww. that. <laughs> well, anyways, if you find Roland Wright, let us know how you feel about the Roland Wright. And with that, <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Burn that sentence. Uh, We're going to get more beer. We'll be right back. Caleb, what are you drinking? I am jealous of your rear barrel. So Mm. I got one for myself. You're welcome. Called One Long Wave, a golden sour beer aged in oak barrels. Uh, this one has kiwi and strawberry in it. So, Ooh. only only two. Yeah, I don't know that I would. L- I don't know that I love those things. Is what I'm saying. Do you not like kiwis or strawberries? Uh, am okay with a kiwi. Really, not here for a strawberry. Just is it, what? What about it? Is it Stra- all strawberries taste artificial and sweet to me? Like okay. artificially too sweet? Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, but the sourness cuts it a bit. That's good. Uh, the kiwi citrus also cuts yeah. the, the sourness. Would be a bit. helpful. Um, but it's just a very tart, mm. fruity blast. Yeah. Uh, that's just like bah, uh, in your mouth. Um, now it's a very good blast, but yeah. it's not very doing anything that's yeah. It's not inter- dynamic. Or, it's not yeah. using kind of interesting flavors. So I'm going to call it a four. Yeah. You want to try it? Yeah. I'm mean, going to try it. You're you're drinking the better beer. I I will. Call my shot and say you agree to that. Feel good about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But only by a little bit. I still drink the hell out of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
That's a good. They have a good base. It, um, yeah, it's it's yours, but less interesting. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> and and there, I, I taste too much strawberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which kudos to them. If you like strawberry, that is a strawberry e beer. Yeah, um, and I do care for strawberry, which I think is hard to pull off. We've we've had a number of beers that have whiffed on strawberry. Not that one. Mm-hmm. I just don't happen to love strawberry. So you know. Fair enough. Uh, what are we? Slime on strawberry. Yeah, well, a little bit. Watch out. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about? Well, uh, living with humans was your vote. And uh, Lucas has suggested uh, 101 uses for merchandise overflow. Hmm. Now, again, based on our previous experience, um, considering our business success with Party Fell, I would say this is living with humans because most of those are going to have to be domestic because they are in your house. Yeah. Um, So whole corner of the basement. As an example to help people out, what could we do with your merchandise overflow? That is a fun. Let's life hack this. Let's do it. Um, I would like to make a throne of copies of Power Defile. <laughs> if I get a basement, I would like to erect we some absolutely sort could. of seat just out of compacted uh, cellophane. We maybe varnished could. together copies yeah. of my failed game. Yeah. Okay, which uh, I think You're, I think that'd I be mean, a fun project. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it was a collaborative thing. Yeah, I just don't have anywhere to put it right now, which yeah. is stopping me from my throne. Right, but um, yeah. I do have somewhere to put it, and it is not in a throne form. <laughs> it, it, it's just boxes and boxes of party foul in a corner of the basement, <laughs> sitting on a pallet. Yeah, so yeah, but we're wasting it there. That's true. Um, That's and, true. Uh, wasting it, selling it, apparently. So what other uses can we put it? Well, the player boards and or the room tiles in Party Foul are the perfect height for if and when you go to a restaurant and the tables are uneven. So we could Very sell them true. to tables. We could sell true. them to restaurants mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. even out their table bases. Because yes. normally you have to stack two or three of those thin pulp coasters to get the table to not move around while you're eating. Mm-hmm. Party Fowl is about the size of two or three pulp coasters already in their player boards and room tiles. So we could solve a restaurant problem. Okay. Yeah. I've done a little bit of survivalist hoarding of late. Was a little concerned about various things happening in society. Now, Party Fowl copies, not great for like toilet paper and other surgeries we had early in the, but if things get too bad, kindling, you could do worse than a cardboard title and some cards. Absolutely. I mean, now cooking, you're going to get a plasticky flavor in there. They are not. Uh, yeah, they'll burn a weird color. Yeah, it's going to burn a weird color. But yeah. it's probably pretty cold where you right. are because you're burning copies of Party Fowl and you're going to be grateful. Check for this it. deep cut. We distribute them for use in the resistance and the room <laughs> tiles and player tiles take on specific meanings. And they are used that's, as tags. That's our code box for our yep. underground movement. Yep, that's right. We uh, like like other other spy groups coordinate through chess moves. Yes, we we're, we're like Flither Hockler to the library. Yep, you you know you're you're like you you're know like, what it means. You're walking under a tunnel in L.A. <laughs> and you see a sign and you're like, oh, there's a meeting tonight at seven because someone drew a triangle upside down or some <laughs> bullshit, which is still just a triangle. Uh, but instead, you know, it's like you're walking in Cleveland and you see the basement tile just like scotch taped up against a wall and you go, oh, there's a meeting tonight, guys. Hey, Execute man. order. We limit 69. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think we could we could try to turn them into uh, cryptographic tools, cryptographic tools. I think that's a very good one. And, and honestly, I think Casey Green would be appreciative of that mm-hmm. to know that his art was being used for such uh, subterfuge esque means. Uh, I I think he's as grateful for that as he is that we paid him before the sales numbers yeah. came. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, who <laughs> oh boy? You know, I think you're not playing the long game. The long game here is that eventually there's not going to be board games uh, being made anymore That's because true. of uh, international shipping. That's and, true. 
uh, logistics and just just in time was a really great thing for. I don't consider it failing at board game distribution. I consider it going long on environmental collapse. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, you can Um, be selling the last board game that anyone can play because it's the only one that's still available. The last board board game. (laughs) The last board game. Yeah. Uh, So get on like oh like uh, uh, make uh, stickers. And uh, with unique little things on them and uh, cryptographic tools, you might say. Well, I was going to say non fungible ducks. Ah. Uh, so, uh, that well, I would say in the aftertimes when you're teaching party foul to yeah. your, your children, they're like, we're all board games like this. Please just say yes. Yes. Please just say, yep. Yep. This is the most popular one. That's why we still have- Monopoly, Parcheesi, and Party Foul. <laughs> yep. Part of a set. Uh, here's the other thing we could do. We could start using our network of listeners and supportive community members. We could start posting ominous stories about the, the genesis of Party Foul on various message boards and across different social media platforms, such that in mm, three to five years, Party Foul will have a zombie desk esque following oh so the we ultimate can, insider yeah thing. okay merchandise overflow what if we try and creepy pasta it and it's like have you heard of the haunted oh. game party foul it seems innocuous oh yeah but you play it and then you die and then you die <laughs> everyone who's ever played this game knows someone who's died hey why can't we find anywhere to buy it is it because it's not popular and distributors refuse to carry it no it's for your safety. Yeah. We do like a real like satanic <laughs> panic thing about it. Uh, we show up to Gen Con. We put stickers on the walls. Boy, they would hate that. The most <laughs> the most dangerous game you've never played. Just party foul. And that's all it says. And we just generate a buzz. And we don't try to sell any the first year or the second year. But the third year, after people have peed and looked at Well, the first party two years, we just take a full palette and we just hide them places they oh, shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. Like, we sneak into construction sites and put them underneath dirt as if they were mm. unearthed from ancient times. We brick them up in, like, so soon-to-be-demolished concrete. Yeah. Uh, it's in the, like, foot lockers of, like, dead elderly relatives oh, if you go through their things. What you need things. to do um, is get Trevor Henderson, the artist who created Siren Head, uh, commission him to create pictures of party foul in weird creepy situations that way all the kids who make video watch videos about siren head will also be like watching party foul yes. party foul versus siren head yes uh, we and, could even do yeah. some in your basement turn the lights down oh yeah cover up the it's window creepy as hell down there i'm so scared right. and then you like turn around and blair Litchreich, there's three pallets of party foul boom. in the corner boom jump cut over yeah mm-hmm. fade to black yeah well this is how we make our millions <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is how we make a couple thousand, a couple hundred, probably more realistically. Yeah. So anyways, thanks for the uh, suggestion, Lucas. And uh, and now we're going to go be a hundred heirs and get more beer and we'll be right back. Ross, I'm sure I've asked this before, mm-hmm. but the can has slide off my memory yeah. again. Yeah, it does that. Uh, but I've scratched into my hand with a knife. Uh, you've seen Palmetto Brewing Company before, Memento-like. So tell Have me I? what you're drinking. I don't remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is Amber Ale by <laughs> Palmetto Brewing Company. There's a picture. There's a silhouette of a tree. Um I really appreciate you putting our monitor on a five second delay so yeah. I can remember yeah. what you just said. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, wh- so drink the Mimetic hack. It was um, gifted to us by a great listener of the podcast, ACBL. God bless. I'm going to tell you right now, at its best, that beer's a three. 
And I mean like, and that's when it wakes up in the morning and does its calisthenics. It's got a weird kind of nutty taste. Yeah, so it's not at its best. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just amazed, Adam. How did you find this thing? Like... It's out of it's out of uh, South Carolina. Which was is, it the uh, only thing? Well, on the it shelf? is a boring beer. Uh, yeah, I would say it's a two. Yeah, it's not. I'll drink at it, but I wouldn't recommend paying. I'll money drink at it. it. I, I just gotta say, <laughs> I'll add I, I just it, gotta yeah. say, if that was on a shelf with one other thing, I would pick up the one other thing. I don't know what it is, but it would be more interesting to look at than the champagne Amber velvet or whatever. Yeah. I don't care. At least it would. I produce do not something. give a fuck. <laughs> I would be able to hold on to it with my eyes. I can't do it on that one. It's too boring. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It is. Uh. It's sort of amazing and it's banal. You know what though? I, I do want to say we've talked about this. We talked about this a couple episodes ago, and I want to reiterate it. I, I had a conversation with some gentlemen that I'd not met last night before who were uh, beer drinkers. Uh-huh. And when we started talking about the podcast and I talked about the sheer volume of beer that we've tried, mm-hmm. their eyes lit up. That was beer 981. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they wow. started asking about a bunch of beer. Yes, we've tried most of it. But what they really wanted to know is kind of like what the journey's been like. And I, I, I hate to burst people's bubble on this at this point, but like, honestly, 79 to 85% of the journey has been radically forgettable. I mean, like <laughs> most beer is I'll never remember having consumed it, but for the fact that it's on a spreadsheet, which says I consumed it. And then there's beer that is either incredibly good, incredibly bad, or incredibly weird. And all that stuff I remember. Oh, forever. Yes. Yeah. And I have a weird beer memory, which we've established in this. Terribly weird. I don't know how I'm going to cope with that one. Right. Like when I run the algorithms in my head that remember whether we've had something or not, what am I going to say? Have you had an amber ale before? I mean, yeah, but like, the, I have no nutty, other the, dignifying this one, information. This one has a nuttier taste than it, like yeah, than nice. like most amber yeah. ales. Like, sure, I don't know. Be lovely if they included that in the name or yeah. anything except a nutty amber ale. Tree. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, it's weird, and you'll never know. Yeah, uh, I, certainly I don't, won't I don't even care that much. Um, this is sports point. Oh no, tied for your number one vote getter. Oh no. Uh, so this is all y'all. Uh, people want to know how yeah. the new fantasy is shaping. We got multiple sports questions. Yeah, Maddie, Maddie uh, invited me to join. And I she did. did. And actually, I'm more interested in that take. Let me give you my quick 10-second take on how the fantasy sports season is going one game in to fantasy sports. Not fucking well. As well as fantasy sports go? Um, there are, I'm sure there are a myriad people who are really enjoying the way the fantasy sports season is already going for them. Also, didn't didn't they do like practice wrong or something and fucking everyone's getting injured? Everyone is getting injured because many, there are only three preseason games this year. They're doing 17 regular season games. So teams changed their preseason workout habits quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the Baltimore Ravens have lost like four running backs to ACL tears in Oof. before the fucking season started. Yes. Wow. I know yeah. this because one of those running backs, I spent far too much money on in an auction draft because he was the only running back that hadn't torn his ACL yet. And then he tore his ACL. And then he tore his ACL. So, um, you gotta love a sports injury that's harder to heal from than getting your leg trapped in a literal bear trap. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> if it had just snapped your calf in half, broken in half, you'd have been out shape. in the field by the next season. But yeah, ACL, yeah, real bad. Uh, but Ross drafted. Yeah. Uh, here I am, day of the draft, kind of piddling around. I look in there, bingo, bingo. We've got ourselves a Ross Payton. So tell me about it, stud. How'd you like it? <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I. You see, I am unburdened by the weight of knowledge. You are. Uh, I, I am You are free. sort of the Ted Lasso yeah. of uh, fantasy football. <laughs> That's game. right. Yeah. So I simply looked at what <laughs> add better numbers. Bingo. 
and uh, the ranking and pick the ones at the top. Right move. And that was it. Absolutely the right move. Except for one choice. Which one? The first choice. I Patrick made. Mahomes. Patrick you Mahomes. motherfucker. I did that because I knew you wanted him. I did. And if I knew enough about football to know, to guess every other athlete, yeah. I probably would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. But you I, remembered I, the one that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. do. I do like. You're not that. supposed to pick your quarterback first. Nope. You are not. Yeah. I do like that for this circle of like your 18 fantasy teams or whatever you run. Uh, like you can exclusively play with Taco from the league, just control copied. Yeah. Uh, over and over again, just like I don't know, I'm gonna do this seem funny. Yeah. And like when they beat you, you have to yeah. perpetually be sad and pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, when you beat them, you can't feel good about it. No. Because they don't know what. Because of doing. course you did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is truly there's a sweet spot for me with fantasy sports, and it is people who know enough to participate a little bit by drafting folks they heard of three years ago. And the other end would be like people who like football because they get to drink beer and talk about football on either end of those goalposts. though, things get really tough for me. So I'm going to, for the first time ever, I did a 14 team auction draft league this year. I've never done an auction draft before. And I actually really like the premise. So normally when you draft, Mm -hmm. it's just a randomly determined order. Mm-hmm. somebody drafts for drafts first and then at a 10 team league somebody drafts last one through 10 and then the person who drafted last gets to draft first in the second are you round. given like a finite amount of fake money to in an auction draft position. you get a finite amount of fake money to draft your whole team not per position mm-hmm. whole team 200 bucks is the standard auction draft value and then every player is available to you but somebody's gonna put them on the auction block and then you got a bid and they just go until the bidding ends and I thought, well, that could be kind of fun. So I did a bunch of research and I put together a bunch of spreadsheets and I average draft values and costs, oh et cetera. God. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then I got in the room and I forgot like, oh, people are doing this. And so I had all of these like draft values and costs and strategies. And, you know, so for example, I'd have a player and I'd the, be like the, uh, economic euro game problem with people who don't know they're playing an economic euro game. people who are like yeah i'll play texas hold'em what's this card you know and uh, like i'll play container oops crash the entire economy (laughs) and so you know i'm I'm looking at my board and i'm like oh that player yeah i've got a you know i've got a a draft value of him for 30 dollars you know and i'd go up to 35 on this player based on return and he's going for $72, which is like almost half your fucking, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and you've got you've got to draft 16 players. So I'm just like, OK, what's going on here? So I would say that it has been an interesting slash awful fantasy season. <laughs> uh, and and really, the NFL season has only barely started. There was there's been one game. It was Thursday night and the Cowboys almost beat the Buccaneers. God willing, they would have. Uh, I am hopeful. I guess is what I'll choose to be and say about that. About what? Um, <laughs> about what? Can you even name a thing? No, it's kind of a vague hope. Uh, it's not about a person. That you'll have fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Uh, I am hopeful that. <laughs> Are you winning, son? That it it will end. I I don't know. Uh. uh I'm hopeful that one or two other people. God, who, this is like a fucking Camus novel all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, I like, wish Baz was here and we were making shirts of everything we said. Right. Yeah. A, a black shirt of I am hopeful <laughs> about what? what ellipses. <laughs> I would wear that fucking everywhere I went. Yeah. yeah that is. Uh, um, then you could just have another ellipses on the back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. some houses have like, uh, you know, 
love, pray, eat or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like have yeah. A, like up on as wall art. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just do that. Hope, think, don't hope. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's fine. I mean, my favorite thing about fantasy seasons is drafting. Like that's my favorite part. I like, I like it's that. all downhill from here. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> and, and, uh, one game in, it is off a cliff from here. And so I'm hopeful. I, I, I genuinely hope you enjoy it. I know you kind of yeah. jumped in Maddie asked and you like, we needed players and I appreciate that, but I hope that just like the weekly 10 minutes you spend kind of going like, I guess this player and not that player for a reason. Like, I hope that's enjoyable for yeah. you. Uh, no, it, I, it, it's a new game to learn. And right. To, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are interested. A in lot this. of people are interested. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it'll be a educational experience. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give it our um, damnedest. Yeah. 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 Uh, you did say that the draft for the mix six league was the fastest you've ever been. In. 27 minutes. Yeah. It was an actual gift. Yeah. And I think that Maddie, well, I didn't spend long. I was like, right. Maddie might have been uh, looking at my screen from Australia. I'm not sure how, but every player I was about to draft in a queue, Maddie took like four <laughs> rounds in a row, and it was nice. infuriating. Um, <laughs> but it was fun. And, you know, we hopped on the Discord chat, and we talked, and Greg mm-hmm. Bennett's in there. Michael Riggs is in there. Is it too late for other people to join? It is. Okay. Yeah. No, we could do a second. I mean, you can do a, another league. I mean, you, you don't have to do them before the season start, you know, or we could do weekly leagues, and I actually really like weekly leagues because a weekly league, everybody gets 200 bucks. You you pay for whatever players you want, but all players have a, all players have a set value, mm-hmm. and so you can only spend your budget. And so you want Patrick Mahomes? Great, he's going to take up half your budget. So how do you build a team with half your budget left? Yeah, and those are kind of fun, like weekly leagues, and they're not that hard to do, and you don't have to be committed all season. So I'd be willing to do a couple different things if people wanted to try more fantasy stuff. Yeah. So if you're on the Mix Six Discord, uh, go to the Sports Splainer channel and make your voice right, heard. right. Yeah. State your piece. Yeah. More beer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hopeful, though. Got another one from ACBL. Mm -hmm. What is it, Spencer? Uh, So this is also from Palmetto Brewing. Mm -hmm. This is the Espresso Porter, uh, which they're describing on the back as roasted, sweet, smooth how I describe myself often. And uh, I am thankful. I have not tried the beer yet. I am thankful for ACBL and LBL for sending us this stuff and for just generally being who they are. Sure. Um, we, you know, we, we have such a, frankly, like a, a sizable community and, and I've only had great interactions with everybody in our community. And I can tell you that singularly the, the BLs uh, have been absolutely incredible people. And so thank you to both of you and the tyrant for sending this along. Um, let's hope it's a little more move the needle than the, uh, Amber ale. Yeah. I, I really I, hope I, you guys don't get offended when I totally forget your child's name and only refer to her as the tyrant. They only refer to yeah. the yeah. child okay. as the really tyrant. Really not my fault, right? No, yeah. Okay. I, I'm not I, the I, asshole. I remember that. I remember the tyrant's name. I'm not going to say it on the air. That's a privacy thing. I, I understand. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm also not going to remember it at all, which is perfect. OPSEC. <laughs> I can't give it up under torture. Okay. Uh, what, what, what scenario do you think that you would be tortured to get that? Name? Hey, I don't know. He works in DC. It's okay. any number of things. All right. In there. Yeah. You won't like this. Um, it, 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 <laughs> yeah. it, it is, it is coffee. Yeah. Uh, Ross is going to like this a lot. That is actually, like that is a good beer. Like that is a, a good coffee, beer. good espresso porter. Uh, the Ooh. yes, Ooh. correct. It, uh, the viscosity. You want to try it? No, no, it is appropriately viscous. We don't all have to try. It's not. It's not too viscous. We right? don't all have to exactly. try four and five. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, it's got a really nice coffee flavor, though. Yeah, it like some coffee beers are too light. Yeah, winter grind. 
recent winter well, green. De- yeah, yeah, depending yeah. on the year. Yeah. Some coffee beers are over roasted. Oops, we burned the coffee. Let's put yeah. it in beer. This is a nice coffee. Like you would walk into a coffee shop and smell that and go, that smells like good coffee. Um, yeah, I think that's a four. I would think, yeah. Yeah. That's how I'd put it. Too. Right. It's not a total and radical game changer, but that's a really pleasant beer. Yeah. I'd be happy to drink more of these. Yeah. 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 Congratulations, ACBL and co. Uh, it appears to me in looking at the show notes, this is asked mix six. And more importantly, it's a fire sale. Fire sale. Woo! Let's hear for what, our West what, Coast what? listeners. Living and, in the fire sale. And we're recording a double today for those of you who don't know. And as I understand it, Caleb, you've broken the fire sales up into West Coast and East Coast fire yeah, sales. Yeah, you get a flood sale ah, in the Patreon Extra boy. from the East Coast. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Hey, everybody's everybody's in. Everybody's in. Yeah. yeah. You know, everyone gets to participate. Equal, everybody into the pool. Equal opportunity offender here at the Mix. Everybody into the pool, whether you want to be in or not. Because oh, no. the pool's coming to you. Uh. <laughs> Um, so, uh, how, how would we like to handle these fire sales? Are we to have a, a reader and a question chooser? Sean G asks, there we go. What are the top five best things to find in your kitchen? A raccoon. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) One only cans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. I didn't see that one coming. We need two. I'm stifled. Uh, the, the utensil you need. The utensil you need. Yes. Right, I'm, I'm looking up on the Family Feud board. Yep. It's there. It's there. Got it. Yeah. Um, Steve Harvey. Speaking of Family Feud boards. He broke in. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with him. He was yeah. looking for his pet raccoon. Yeah. Steve Harvey could probably get a good ransom yeah. for him. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, sure. Maybe he's got some cash on him. Maybe he could help you make something with that utensil. You he's need. got some cash. So Steve Harvey's definitely right. a three. Right. Um, what's mm-hmm. next? Uh, chocolate. Chocolate of any kind. Of any kind. Yeah. yeah. Most chocolate is good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, tortilla chips. Five. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. That's five things. So I agree. We're, we're good. Michael Riggs asks, I've been employed part-time for a long while, during part of which I had two separate post-time jobs, uh, but currently only have one. I've been applying for full-time employment lately, and I'm having trouble keeping myself from getting discouraged. Any advice for job seekers? Um, <clears throat> that sucks, dude. Uh, applying for jobs is... It's like a cliche to say applying for jobs is a full-time job because it's actually way more than a full-time job because you do it for more hours and get paid nothing. Um, uh, when you submit your resume, um, copy the job description and paste it in there and turn the text to white and then upload it But because th- then the computer will read all the keywords. Mm, nice. Wow. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's a good wow. one. That's a good one. What yeah. A- uh, Cheating bitch over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. No, the job says the 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 whole system is broken. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know how about I don't know how to keep from getting companies discouraged. don't know how to hire people. Like they don't know. That's how to, true. Yeah, uh, I don't know how to keep from getting discouraged. What I can say is this: um, I have gone from security, which is a word mm-hmm. that everyone teaches you has a certain meaning, mm-hmm. um, and that as I engage more and more. And um, a lifestyle that um, I have been trained my entire existence right. to regard as completely irresponsible, nigh suicidal. Yes. Um, I find that um, all of the things we use to define that are probably wrong and Correct. don't make a lot of sense anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, so don't get discouraged. Uh, also, um, don't feel like the full-time job application is maybe what you're looking for. You're looking for enough food and shelter and happiness to be happy. Yeah. 
Um, and if that's three weird part-time jobs and an OnlyFans account, fuck get, it. Get you. Yeah, do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make your own schedule. Um, yeah, it's not great for retirement, but whew, yeah. you want to talk about optimism. You're right. getting to retirement, Global buddy. warming like, is going to win so hard before that, so <laughs> don't even worry about retirement. Don't even worry about I, it. I mean, and um, so yeah, I would say maybe uh, don't get too focused on one form of success. That would be the way to avoid getting discouraged about that. And yeah. also Ross's killer life hack, mm-hmm. um, which I did not know. Uh, next one, Lucas, which is pronounced Lucas. Yeah, Thank Lou you for spelling that kiss. out. Uh, what are your favorite colors, and why don't they run? You know, I'm a, I'm a blue man uh, group. Uh, I do love a blue. I will also tell you lately, I've been more interested in uh, neons. Really aggressive, frankly, violent neons. Um, I'm Synth always, wave yeah, 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 yeah. I'm always a big fan of the red and black, and the reason those colors don't run is because uh, they are likely surrounded by the blue. Yes. Uh, so uh, we are incapable of it uh, because, yeah. Yellow, the king yeah. in yellow is here, and he doesn't run. <laughs> you run from him. Yeah, he does not you run. can't escape. Yeah. Uh, Greg Bennett asks, how are you all feeling as we rapidly approach Beer 1000? Melancholy. 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 Really? Um, Is this like no more wars to win, no more mountains to climb? Yeah, there, there's of. a bit of like a, a, a Alexander wept uh, yeah. as he stared across. Yeah, there were no more as worlds to conquer. As he stared across the empties. Yeah. yeah. Um, a little bit that and also, um, I don't know. Lament over your decisions in life? No. Oh, okay. no, not at all. Yeah, okay. I mean. Good. Yeah, no. Because uh, you made the right ones. Yeah. Especially party th- We just, we we don't. This is the thing that exists in my psyche in such in such punctuated fashion that uh, you don't really understand how much of it. I don't really understand how much of it you've strung together until you reach milestones like this. And you go a thousand beers. And when did we start? Okay. This first episode was like December of 2016. It's 2021. I'm never going to math. I think that's five years. It's just it. it yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's surprising to me, I guess. And, yeah. And a little bit kind of like, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not melancholy might be a little over aggressive, might be a little too smashing. Contemplative, pumpkins. contemplative. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little astounded. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm fucking psyched. We're going to Niagara Falls. We're chugging it. Yep. Um, yep. Wait, what? We're gonna yeah. get the boat captain to yeah. christen it. Yeah, you, we're celebrating. Don't go over in a barrel. <laughs> no. Okay. No. No. We're just Even gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna go out under the we're lady of the put mist or whatever it's called. Barrel, we're gonna send the beer over, uh, and then we are gonna drink it when it gets. Well, it's bottom. gonna be. It's gonna be. Fuzzy. It's gonna be very frothy. Yeah. 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 It's not gonna be. Not gonna be great. No. Uh, but hey, you do what you gotta do. We what, had what, hamburger sale. I mean, like, what? We might as well. What I look forward to is telling someone of repute. Uh-huh. Uh, I've had a thousand beers, and then them asking, trying to get me to answer meaningful questions about beer. Wherein I could be like, like a thousand ah. unique beers. Yeah. Need, not just like you've had a right. thousand blue moons. Wherein I can you say things have. like, oh, yeah, that beer, I think we rated it a eucalyptus bubble bath, you know? So I just, I don't know. Uh, I'd be impressed if you could remember the rating system. I agree. Yeah. I don't remember most of the <laughs> Absolutely beer. Absolutely not. Yeah, nope. yeah, exactly. Um, last but not least, James Burns asks, what item in your house have you blinged out when it did not require it? Um, what I am discovering, James, is that like you don't really require anything. Um, there's just levels of shittiness you're willing to accept. And uh, I've not been disappointed in anything I've upgraded in my house. Like when I was right. like, what I don't you? need a bigger TV. 
Yeah, you do, but, but it's way better. But I got this enormous TV, and yeah. it's fucking way better. And like, you did need a TV, um, a better TV. And like, I didn't need a new computer, but you like, did. I make more way money, better. So you needed it, computer. yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I also think of like things like Aaron, it, like I got a new bed, and it turns out I'm not crippled. Like, yeah. when was the last time you got a mattress? Mattress? Like, he's just <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm yeah, like so. I really think. Um, I, I don't ever, I, I've never like rhinestone did something and be like, that was frivolous. Yeah. It was always just like, man, that's way less shitty than it used to yeah. be. I rhinestoned my office and it has been worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard uh, to regret it. Yeah. My office, I spend so much time in there anymore and, uh, I went for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I couldn't be happier with it. Like I uh, believe that my house just in general. Like, well, yeah, my, my art is top. Your art is top. Yeah, it is. It is the top. Ross Payton, my art is top. <laughs> is the bee's knees, as the kids say. Tattooed on my chest. <laughs> Tell your friends that Ross Payton's art will give you great top. That's right. Um, <laughs> Whoa. That's an entirely different meaning. <laughs> well, I, that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, yep. Anyway, that was a fire sale. Can't come back from that. Hang in there, West Coast. Uh, and we are on to beer 983. Caleb, that is a um, that can looks like what if Surge did like a red thing for for a campaign. I don't know. The font on the title is very seventies. <laughs> yeah, uh, that can uh, gave up the moment it decided to exist, and it is very very red. It is very aggressive. Uh, so this is out of Alton, Illinois. It's the Old Bakery Brew Company. It's called Oh Yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah hot take it's a fruit punch flavored sour it's oh yeah it's like <laughs> supposed to be that oh yeah. yeah yeah that's why it's bright red oh maddie's ruined me it's yeah. just oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. nah yeah nah, nah. Uh-huh. yeah it would have been better if it was just oh yeah and then the subtitle was just no nah, yeah yeah no 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 yeah yeah no no yeah right yeah no speaking of maddie uh i've started watching wellington paranormal total uh-huh. aside <laughs> not bad Oh, not at all. Maddie uh, does not care for that that style. Of not, I think what we do in the shadows is much better. Nope, uh, Maddie doesn't like that. That she's wrong. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, she yeah, is. she's wrong about that. I but I think Maddie. Wellington Paranormal is like pretty all right. Like <laughs> yep. I've laughed a few times, mm-hmm. and uh, I generally think uh, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, all those guys have a bit, and I'm kind of into it. Yeah, uh, you guys don't like Holy Moly, so. Right, I I don't care so for we're your opinions out. on art anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just don't understand. Wait, the mini golf show? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. It was fine. It's fine, he says. Okay, there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop showing your full ass. On the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. The, um, the plebes will go on. Anyway, Drink the beer, Caleb. Uh, yeah, it is a fruit punch Berliner Weiss. Oh, it is a totally Kool Aid man. Yeah, it's totally Kool Aid man. But uh, yeah. which good on them for getting around IP somewhere. <laughs> I bet it's yeah. I bet it's too tart. It's not. Oh. Um, Is it just fruit punch? Because that's dangerous. Yeah, I don't know how to say this. Like, it it tastes like something that you're trying to get away with serving a child. It tastes like fruit hey! punch. Oh. Like, it's real gross. Serve it to a kid. Yeah, it's real gross for an alcoholic drink. It just tastes like uh, fucking Hawaiian punch. I mean, I think a lot of those pre-mixed cocktails do that, too. Um, that you can get oh, in cans. Oh, God. 
Yeah. It, uh, it, like, and by Hawaiian punch, I mean like shitty kind of chemical, right? Straight from the dollar store, store. store like brand. great yeah. value Capri Sun. Yeah, but no alcohol in it. No, um, there's not an ounce can't. of alcohol in that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's a three for me. I don't give a shit. It, it's not offensive because it tastes like juice, but uh, it's not a beer either. Yeah, um, I don't care for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, nah. Oh yeah. No. Uh, best. It says on the back of the can. I know this because you've put the back of the can towards me. Uh-huh. Best consumed barefoot on your front porch on a hot summer day. Get off. Get just no. Just get out of here. Check your porch privilege. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my Alton porch Illinois. Sucks. Yeah, Alton, very yeah, small. yeah. Alton, <laughs> Illinois. You sons of bitches. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? Um. Well, speaking of television shows, uh, we're into binge binger, and I am so excited to talk about this show on the podcast. Finally. And you appear a little guilt-ridden to talk about the show on the podcast, oh, so, so I'm very excited about that. But uh, but the central question from you, I want to be clear that you've written this question. It's important for me to clarify that. I want to like Ted Lasso. Why does it feel like a sin? All right, so I misphrased it. I do like Ted Lasso. Oh, great. Okay. Why does it feel like a sin? I have a thought about this. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I do enjoy it. Yeah. It makes me feel... Like I am a dumb cow uh, waiting for the bolt. Yeah, I don't think um, so. I, see, I don't get that feeling. Uh, and I uh, feel like deeply ashamed for liking it. Mm. Um, but I do. I do uh, not. I, I feel I feel no shame. Here's but but mm-hmm. here's why I think because I I was hesitant to start watching it. And I'm wondering if there isn't some Venn diagram here. The previews that I saw for it pitched it as a real like bumpkin from Kansas moves to London comedy ensues and, um, and that's show. what it is no it's not the, the show has an incredible amount of depth the more you go the show deals with mental health in ways that a lot of television won't or doesn't uh, the show deals with adult human relationships in meaningful ways but two things one it was pitched as what if major league but soccer which okay fine and two we have not been conditioned over the last mm, 10 to 15 years of television shows, particularly of comedies to think like maybe everybody's just trying their best and they screw stuff up because they're adults and, uh, and they make mistakes and they're kind of dumb sometimes instead, like everything has to have some uh, like secondary uh, criticism or comment leveled against us as humans. And like Ted Lasso doesn't have, they're not doing that. It's just like, you know what? Being a human is hard. And sometimes you're a little overly optimistic and that can fuck you up. And sometimes you're a little pessimistic and that can fuck you up. And in the middle here's all this great comedy, like genuinely good, well-written comedy. But I think it, it feels sinful because it is antithetical to what we've been told television shows and comedy is supposed to be like for the last 15 years. I, like, I don't feel like myself terribly a slave to that convention, but it might be true, but, but like, but we are, I mean, even parks and rec shits on Jerry the entire yeah, time. I get, I just, but the thing is this, okay. So like, I like it. Right. But like every time I watch it, I can't help but think, I know, I know it's kind of dumb to think of, uh, Michelle Kundera, when you're thinking of fucking Ted Lasso, but like just Kundera's definition of kitsch. Kitsch is the denial of shit. It's not focusing on the positive. It's not uh, optimism. It is pretending the shitty parts of life aren't shitty. Oh, false. Um, 
the the show directly deals with the shitty parts of life. I and don't the know that they do. How many episodes have you seen? First and foremost, okay. Well, his wife just left him for ostensibly no yeah. reason and right. taking his kid, and he's just like, "Well, shucks, this is sometimes no. what life gives you." So you've not seen the meltdown episode then? Okay, yeah, I've not seen that because because there's an episode in season one spoilers dedicated exclusively to him having a fucking meltdown about it and yelling at people, losing his mind, being decidedly non Ted Lasso. Okay, that makes me feel better. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Because um, it, it explores what, the depth and range of human emotion as it goes on in very meaningful ways. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I, the what I've seen so far? Yeah. Is um. The, and the thing that I like about it is that it is very much a country bumpkin goes to professional soccer league. Yeah. Um, and it's a ridiculous premise, and that's fine. Yeah. That's not against it uh, by any means. But um, what I find interesting about it is that the corn-pone stupid optimism of Ted Lasso is sort of an existential threat yes. to their ex- organization. Yes. Like, they can't cope with it. They right. have no means to grasp it. Exactly. Like, um, and I... That's where the show's at its best. When he's just like, they're trying to do like Game the, of Thrones. The world's on fire and he's like, God, I'm glad we're all getting warm in here. Yeah, like yeah. W- when they're doing like Game of Thrones machinations and he like baked them all cookies. Yes. And like, he's like, hey, like right. that that part's hilarious to me. Yes. I do like how like when you can watch the other characters fail sanity rolls. Yes. Compared to this man's noxious optimism. Radical optimism. Um, yeah. w- which is when the show is interesting. I agree. But then it's just like, and you know what? That's all you need. Right. That'll help you win every football game. But it's not. And solve your marriage. But and it's, like, it's not. And, I know, and, but it seems like that for a significant right. number of episodes. I'm telling you. I'm like six in. That your criticism <laughs> is is accurate of some portion of the show, but it is inaccurate given the wide berth of the, short, okay. the show. Okay, so it's more of a slow burn on that yes, regard. Yes, because okay. a couple things happen in season one. He has a complete and utter meltdown about his wife leaving him. He... Uh, Coach Beard, his his, uh, his assistant, who's wonderful, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, abso- absolutely fucking loses his mind at some point about Ted's optimism. Like, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. Like, we're just out here to develop people. And he's like, fuck you. These are professionals whose lives depend on this. Quit being such a twit. Like, oh, yeah. No, I love Beard. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, uh, and let and, the game get in the way of the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I've, I've known coaches like Beard. Yes. And nev- in, but I've never known a human like Ted Lasso. Right. Uh, which is where I found it like deeply interesting. Yes. Because it, it, like, the, the early parts of the episode are very Bartleby the Scrivener. 100%. Uh, only instead of not wanting to do something, he wants to do everything, everything. And he's thrilled that you asked him. Yep. And it's literally off putting to the point of like, yeah. Baffling like they don't know what to do yeah. really and truly our best read into the show for like the first five episodes is the woman who owns the football team and it's like what the fuck is wrong with this person yeah yeah um they they really start to dig into it's it's very much a producer's ass setup we we want yes. to destroy this institution yes. we're intentionally trying to do it by trying to destroy the institution it only becomes more successful it, like that, a, it that's actually a, that's it, a great comedic it, setup it actually and here's the other thing they do it doesn't come more. It doesn't become more successful. I mean, like <laughs> you come to find out that like actually what he's doing doesn't work. They don't win more football games. I mean, that's the thing. It's um, it just has this burn to it. Like the, the polish wears off on Ted Lasso and Ted Lasso's charm, not on the spectator, me, but rather on the club and the approach and the winning. And there's there's recompense for all that. And season two in particular, in season two, they introduced a therapist. They introduced a therapist, a team sports psychologist, mm-hmm. as a foil to Ted Lasso, yeah. who's like, 
you ever think maybe there's something fucked up about how you are all the time and like maybe we should talk about that and watching his character interact with that and go through the motions of like no there's nothing fucked up with me to like how dare you think there's something fucked up to me to like let's talk about why i'm this fucked up i mean there's some real fucking oh, complexity no, like to it. if you could give me more episodes of like that the one thing that really kept me going with it because by episode two i'm like I feel like I'm waking up in the morning and just putting my face into the sugar bowl for breakfast. Right. Like there Which, is, by the way, is okay. Uh, no, it is not. It there feels is, good. There is nothing here. It like, feels good. It, it is the empty calorie of visual media. But the Trent Krim from the Independent uh, episode is, is br- when he gets so, everyone books. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And they all start throwing him yes. in the trash. And then the one guy's like, what the fuck? You give me a wrinkle and try for it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. actually, it's very inspired. And then, so Roy Kent <laughs> becomes kind of like a foil to Ted Lasso over season one. Roy Kent is unbelievable. He's also a writer on the show and decided to interview for or audition for Roy Kent at like the last minute. Oh, Brett Goldstein. He's, he's unbelievable. Uh, the fucking charity auction was like, yeah. we're not going fucking anywhere. Yeah. I'm not leaving this. Yeah. 14. God, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. um, Trent Krim's great. Uh, that episode and, and the, the end of yeah, the episode. But like where he's yeah. just baffled, like the, as he's eating enough spicy food to shit himself to death. Yeah. Cause he wants Cause he to, doesn't want to be rude. Cause he wants to impress a random man he met on the street. Uh, and, <laughs> and he just can't believe it. I just, I just have to go. Yeah. Like I Yeah, where he just like disappointed. I just realized you're not doing this as an act and it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I have like I was really interested when I thought you were lying and trying to get out of something out of yeah. it, but you're actually like this and I'm a little creeped out. I'm going to go so home I'm, now. I'm just going to settle up and leave. Yeah. It uh, <laughs> like that that shit's great. Yeah. But um it, it yeah. it has more I don't want you to yield uh, a total judgment of Ted Lasso until you see the pieces start to come apart, which is the important part of all this. Yeah, because because when I'm worried right now, like he's healing other people's marriages. Yeah, the team is coming. Yeah, together. everything is They're, the land of Oz. Like, yeah, I'm just getting like, oh my god, where right. where does this end? No, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it has a very earnest slash honest uh, uh, end to season one, and an even more kind of like bleh, to season two. Uh, and I I really do believe it is I, the best I'll thing stick on in television. With it, but yeah. like, um, I think. In future, yeah. as you recommend this, yeah. much like the fart episode in Letterkenny, mm-hmm. you're going to need some to give somebody mm-hmm. who wants like any kind of depth or purpose. That's not true. That's crutch. not true. I have recommended Ted Lasso until I've been blue in the face. You are the first person who has told me of the tens that I've rec- that that you have a problem. with. Okay, it. no, because Sarah's all in, and yeah. I'm going where Sarah is at. Regardless, right. if it's just me, yeah. I'm done after episode one right. because I feel like I just sure. got. Yeah, narrative diabetes. Uh, but um, yeah. but like, yeah, I, I you might need to give them the crutch to be like, you know, there's actual character arc, and they mm. acknowledge that human feelings mm. are real mm. at some point mm. in the first season. Mm. <laughs> like like, and it hits like a fucking ton of bricks. I remember when I was watching the first season of Dave, which I would also recommend strongly on Hulu, starring Lil Dicky. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. He's a rapper. He's kind of funny. He's like a white Jewish kid who's like trying to make it. That's kind of cool. And then out of nowhere, there's like a very heavy episode about one of the characters being bipolar. And I was just like, what happened? <laughs> Wait well, a it's minute. Not, it's not like Res Dogs is less hilarious for having like I really real, watch that. Yeah. real shit about living on an Indian reservation. And yeah. that's why I think that's a fantastic show. Taika Waititi. But, but, yeah. but Ted Lasso is a very funny show about nothing i could ever yeah. humanly possibly relate just, to just you wait until he has a fucking panic attack yeah and then it's like oh yeah been there uh-huh well yeah, yeah. that's the other thing like yeah. it 
I, I would tell people you're recommending to is like, actually, you're not being gaslit by the television no. show. It's yeah. like it felt very like 90s character education in public school. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're just yeah. optimistic enough, yeah. problems aren't real. Like uh, and it's it's very much at that point of the show for yeah. me. And I'm just like, how are people still doing the, this? The show really does become over time a comment on the problem with that very approach. OK, thank God. Yeah. That, that at some point it starts to take a turn and like, no, you can't just smile and, and dance your way through everything, man. Like this all will fucking fall around you mm. and you got to address that. And it, it's done. It's done masterfully. I mean, I have been genuinely shocked by that show. Okay. I am utterly well, impressed well, by maybe it. Maybe talk about the slow roll. Right. Next time you recommend it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. As, as a sad also, for what it's worth, there are 18 episodes, and I think yielding a grand judgment after fine might have been a little bit speedy in the other. Six, I don't know. I think six I, episodes. I think. I think. Like how how long do you need to give a show before? Well, uh, I, I liked it after two episodes. After okay. two episodes, I'm like this is great. Yeah. Yeah. This is super. Yeah. Fun. And at it's what funny. point did you write Paprika off as fuck this? Uh, I was like 45 minutes into Paprika, and I was like. <laughs> I still don't think I. All get right, that's it. roughly the yeah. same percentage yeah. between episodes and yeah. time. Yeah. So, okay. And I was kind of like, man. And and to be fair, it didn't get better. It, it got weirder. And yeah. I I'm very concerned Weirder Ted Lasso Ted Lasso won't get better. So and I'm going to start voting good. Republican if I watch too much more of that's it. Fair. Um, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. And I can't have that. Related. <laughs> just finished 91 days on HBO Max through Crunchyroll. Very good anime. Mm. Very mm. good anime mm. about prohibition. Ooh. A deeply anime topic. Were there ever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. of course. Known uh, anime. Yeah, chestnut mm-hmm. prohibition. I hope you all have the opportunity to watch Ted Lasso and enjoy it as much as I have, and Caleb soon will. Apparently, hang in there. Hang in there. Keep going. Which is a good message from Ted Lasso, too, by the way. And don't and don't feel too guilty about watching. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, as someone who almost exclusively watches trash, Ted Lasso is not trash. Uh, and bless you. And of that. We will get more beer. Hey, what are you drinking? All right. I am drinking doubles. Uh, hazy DIPA. I assume that means double IPA. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Jailbreak Brewing Company. It's got a uh, Big Lebowski thing on it. Yeah. Where there's uh, yeah, the dude and uh, Walter Adam Walter. Scott Clancy. Yeah, Adam yeah. Scott Clancy. I was mm-hmm. gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you what happened in the stream yesterday with Clancy. No, we're on fucking Twitch live. Hundred viewers start talking about Nazis because it's Delta Green. You kill Nazis. Yeah, Clancy just pulls out a shotgun, racks one, condition what? one on the screen at Twitch. What? <laughs> off screen at the the glanciest thing that's ever happened i mean i'm glad it did but it's it's very funny yeah can't wait for that twitch email (laughs) thanks holy shit (laughs) had a fucking uh slide on it had his fucking uh carabine like just telling you you're you're a shotgun review uh, stream now yeah uh it's part of the brand you know as ipas go this is actually pretty good as IPAs go. I mean, that's an important condition. Does that mean it's a three? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think, I don't know. It might even be a four. Like They get up there. They yeah, they, they do get up there. Like, I, I, yeah. It smells IPA. It does smell IPA, but it doesn't, it's not that bitter. Um, I mean, there's enough there, but like. Oh, no, it's got some sweetness to it. Yeah, yeah, it's got some sweetness to it. Like, it does. It, all right. It does have that curious uh, sweetness on top of pine needles quality to it. That yeah. It's a struggle for me with IPAs. 
I'm not in love with that. Man, it, it's real difficult to do our energy system here because like that's going to be make or break between a four and a two, depending yeah. on the second half of that can. Yeah, that, that's a good take. Right now, yeah. it's pretty four. Yeah. Second half of that can, if some of that shit settled, or it's that gonna, thing warms up a little yeah, bit, it's oh, going to become God. like it's going to start staggering. I'm I'm going to give it a four, and I'm going to keep drinking it. And yep. if it changes to a two, I will interrupt whatever people are saying. Yeah, and, and let you know. It, interrupt our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> which, by the way, in this segment is drunk enough, yeah. and I have a doozy for you guys. Oh anyway. shit! I just need you guys to dream with me for okay ten to twelve minutes. All right. Mixed six con twenty twenty two. Ooh. Now here's the thing. Uh don't let your dreams be memes, man. Like right? um with the uh massive influx of frankly lud- ludicrously unearned capital I have just experienced from the Delta <laughs> Green Kickstarter. Um and by that I mean enough to put two grand down on a conference room in yeah. a shitty Midwestern hotel. Yeah. This isn't impossible anymore. I know. Um, and nor is it irresponsible. Like no. I think it's something that could make money, but right. it's just not something you can do when like risking that means, yeah. well, we didn't make the money back, so now I'm homeless. Right. Uh but now we're not there. So, so, so maybe it was part- an enjoyable folly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So part of you know, part yeah. of the question is like I, and and honestly, a small part is like, would we or wouldn't we? And like I, I gotta be honest, would. The larger question that I a convention that I control the rules, yeah, and I'm and it's not a convention that exists. So at least for the first year, I'm basically inviting right. everyone who gets to come. Yeah, yes, please. So and that's why I want to I want to addendum. It's a whimsical folly if you have enough money. Like, <laughs> yeah, that that's you're true. Not homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whimsical, right? Yeah, like just, like SpaceX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, but but that's what. I, I'm curious about that other thing you mentioned. I'm also fine we, losing money. Like I would lose five hundred or a thousand dollars on a mixed six. See party foul. If I couldn't make yeah. rent that month, there's a problem with right. that on Sarah's end. Yeah. But if I have that to spend, it's gonna be like, yeah, what what am I gonna do? Buy a PS5? They don't make those anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna have a friend with <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna no, have a no silicon anymore. Yeah. Uh, what I'm really curious about is what would we do slash do differently? At Mix SixCon 2022. Absolutely okay. a beer exchange. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, f- no laws. Nope. Bring whatever you want. Yep. Bring oh. the weirdest shit from whatever distribution zone you're in. Got a lot of fucking weird moonshine and uh, glass jars. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people need to drive the convention just for like yeah. problems with putting that in a plane. Yep. Um, so absolutely a beer exchange. Hey. Um, so we put it, we, we, uh, we do it in Kansas city then cause then the airport there is a lot easier for people to read. But they're still flying. I they're mean, still flying. Yeah. you don't want to fly with beer. Okay, okay. Hot take. We do it in town. We have plenty of spaces. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also like you have so many connections in town. We don't yeah. only have spaces. We have spaces where it could be done. Yeah. Like well for the people coming. Yeah. Like you could yeah. like get a deal on rooms. Oh, we could get a deal on rooms today. Yeah, 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 exactly like that. Um also I don't want it to be popular. I don't want I it don't, to be big. I don't even want to make I want it to make its money back. I want it to pay for itself. <laughs> yeah, that's Here's my it. thing. That is like yep. wild success for two, me. Two and a half days, no more, uh forty people max. Yeah. Yeah. Worth the effort, yep. paid for itself. Yep. I would do it every year from thenceforth. Not like, too long. Yeah. You could do it on Patreon through a special offer, a time-limited thing. Yep. Create a new reward tier, 40 spots only, limited. So numbers. live shows, panels, obviously. Lots of games. Uh, lots of games. Meta games gets to show up as a vendor and I sell. Think, I think we do a Moon City thing, and we let people set up tables. Oh, to sell their own games? Sell their own shit? Absolutely. Um, I think we make that as cheap as we can, Yep. realistically. 
Um, and I think it's very much like Moon City, which is like, hey. Plus RPGs. Moon yeah. City doesn't do RPGs. Yeah, exactly. Moon yeah. City plus RPGs. Yeah. Hang out, play games with your friends. Yeah. It's a convention. So That's is this going to be just Mix 6 Con or is it going to be like RPPR plus Mix 6 That's fine. Okay. Yeah. For me, we're talking about an ecosystem here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and I'm not going to like give an exclusive guest list. Nor am I going to spend 10k right. for Board Game Geek to bury a side no. for an advertisement. No, like I don't want it to be successful right. by any capitalist meaning of the word. I agree. I would like it to be worth the amount of work we put into it. Yep. And I would like it not to bankrupt us to do. I agree. Um, but if we could get there, I'm down. I am like, too. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, limited number of vendors. Let metagames come in and sell games if they want. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're definitely selling games. We're definitely like, selling games. If, yeah. Yeah. We, we, you and I are setting up a, a table. <laughs> party called, foul throne. Yeah. Uh, throne how about of, the, how about we're setting up a, a throne of wait. party foul. We're setting up the shame shelf wait, desk yeah. where we're selling games wait. at a discount. Yeah. Mission tickets are copies of party foul. <laughs> Great. Love it. Absolutely. You can only get in unless you bought this. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. That's you exactly. You had to take one copy home with you. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Uh, when no food vendors. There's DoorDash, Uber Eats in the world anymore. You order all the food or go get all the food you want. We're not. We'll call Team Taco and Doug can bring his taco truck up if he wants, but I'm not fucking paying for it. What if that was the price of admission? You have to buy a copy of Party Phone? No, we have. We just give you. I mean, no, you, you have to take that. it with you. Yeah. Like, what if that, like, because it's still not, I mean, you still have to get a room. Yeah. And I don't care if local people come. Like, right. uh, we will have con. Yeah. I can write con rules. Yeah. I can get people who will throw out assholes. Like, that's not that hard to do as you are just proactive from the start about it. Um, but, like, I, I would absolutely do a con where, like, aside from all the other expenses that con, yeah. a ticket is you have to take our unplayable board game. Home. Love it. It is <laughs> you, playable. It's playable. In fact, most people tell me that it's a fun playable. Yeah. Um, and by God, if you want to come to our convention, right. you better show us yeah, that you can fucking play it. Home with yeah. Uh, so I think limited number of people, I think two and a half days tops, like Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. Like of like on a weekend with the holiday on a Monday. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. So Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, half day, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. a Thursday through Sunday or a, yeah, or totally a, or a Friday through Monday. Shortened period, limited number of people, limited number of vendors. Most of the scheduled events are either live episodes, live shows, or gaming with your friends. That's it. Yeah. End of con. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. You'd need some rooms for RPGs. Yes. But like you could put two or three in a room. That's what Gen Con does. And know? yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you know, if you get two ballrooms and one's large enough for four or five RPG tables spread out and the, the other is largely board games and vendor space, you got plenty of room in there. Uh, so here's the thing. Fear the cons like unlimited toasted ravioli and bottomless kegs. I will not be doing that. Just irresponsible. Yeah. I was happy to abuse the privilege. Right. I shan't be provided. Well, we'd have to pay for a food and liquor license, which I don't want to do. Absolutely not. Definitely going to need a bar within walking distance Near. of wherever we do this. 100%. I'm definitely going to need to be able to yep. like, bring my own food in. Yep. Do not want my hotel bitching at me about like, oh, fireball shots. Right. Not for us. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Did, uh, I believe you need to read the writer of our contracts here. Yeah. It yeah. is stipulated. Explicitly says fireball. You actually owe us fireball right. shots. Yeah. Uh, and I expect them here right now. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't use the staging and or convention areas that Moon City has used. Not because Moon City got it wrong, but because the venues got it wrong for Moon City, as I understand yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but a bar within walking distance. Uh, liquor vendors get tricky for a variety of reasons. Can bring your own food in. Oh, I'm, totally. I'm not going to like no. say like, yeah. oh, you need to go to use an app. 
Yeah. yeah. Fucking get whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, I'm not going to say, like, we need the, the door or get dash someone to do a food run. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, well, I'll, I'll order pizza. I'll order 20 pizzas one day and just set them on a fucking table. Yeah. That could be part of the That's cost. Bring yeah. a mini fridge in. We can say, yeah. 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 Uh, we got options here. Ooh, yeah. board game library. 100%. Something we should definitely need established Put in for. Yes. Cup, cup is a party foul. Put it, well, t- 10 it's to 1500. It's party foul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you like a copy of party foul? What? Uh, um, I, I, I mean, I think. Um, I don't think it is the impossible, ridiculous shoot the moon idea it was five years ago. I oh, think yeah. we could conceivably do this. And, sure. and honestly, I'm saying, you know, two and a half days, 40 people. I don't think that we're more than 10 minutes away from getting 100 plus people to show up at this thing. Um, oh, uh, we can definitely get guest stars. I, yeah. I can get Clancy and Greg to come here. Like, I, there's enough booze in the world. We can bribe them to come to a Missouri hotel. Well, and we know can. enough. We know enough board game designers. Who I mean, are, we who probably are, have to pay for Clancy's plane ticket. Yeah, again, I yeah. can if <laughs> if you sell forty tickets at ten bucks, I can pay for Clancy's right. plane ticket. That's uh, <laughs> like, we, yeah. we know enough game. To, like, I would love to call the folks at Flat Out Games, like Sean, and be like, "Hey, will you come up for two days? You can stay with me." You run some games of Calico and Cascadia and all that shit with people. You sign some stuff. You do a panel. We'll pay for your plane ticket. We'll buy your food. Bingo. Yeah. Also, a number of game designers would be like, I cannot pay for your plane ticket. I will make sure that we are high and drunk every second you're here. (laughs) And I can, that is my promise promise you that to you. Yeah. And like, I can keep that. I'm really good at keeping that promise. Yeah. Um, So anyways, just dream with me. I think we can do it. And yeah. you have a podcast. We'll, we'll record an episode where we're on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll just speed around it one day. It's all Sunday. Yeah. 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 We're at it for 12 I'll sit hours. down and it, when record you, eight podcasts yeah. in eight hours. When you say vaporwave, I'm going to be like, beat bops. Love a beat bop noise. Let's keep going. Uh, and then I'm oh, on to God, the next We could thing. do it like a bonus episode of Night Clerk Radio where we just like play it live and then everybody just immediately reacts. <gasps> we to could it. start our own. I mean, con- scheduling is no. really going to be the problem. No. Because it real, it's really trying to like yeah. organize the biggest party yeah. with all your friends. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. we. Night Clerk does a special episode, Convention Wave. Burke yeah. just records ambient convention noises for two days, mm-hmm. and then we do an album of it. Ooh, like a Molsoft thing. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Ooh, how about this? Con Wave. Tub Room. Tub Room. A, we, we really need to clarify what Tub Room means. A constant film festival with a consistent mixed fix theme. It's like a movie day that goes for four <gasps> it's days. It's like a movie day. And instead of the chill-out room... Let's go in the tub room, watch some movies. Yes. It's, it's curated. Like we we have a oh, runtime. Yeah, yeah. Like every champagne and bullets, baby. Yeah, every moment. If you can be playing games, but if you want to hang out in the tub room, uh we're we're playing we all can show tw- Copperhead. We're playing all 26 Zatuichis. Or we're doing a Ross Payton film festival. Oh my god, we could do uh, uh, like Copperhead. a Le- We could bring Leland Payton on stage to talk we about Copperhead nope. and interview with the director. <laughs> I only you do don't, it with, you don't you don't you know do not what you ask. <laughs> uh, like uh, like the Stanley Cup, you know, uh-huh. when, when teams win it, we people could pay to have their pictures taken with haywire <laughs> cursed object. Yeah, uh, that we could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we could do like a little haywire photo booth. Look, if we bring my dad in there, he, we're, the, the price of mission comes up to a party of copy uh, party found in one of his books. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Great. Love it. Yeah. I don't know. I Here's mean, a I'm, 350 page book about lovers leaps. Right. I think I think we could pull it off. Yeah, yeah, something to look into mm-hmm. for certain. Yeah. All right, hey, if you're listening to this and you're in the Discord <laughs> and you're interested in MixSixCon 2022, with the caveat that I understand there's still a global pandemic, and so it may so MixSixCon when it is safe to, to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if we get serious about this yeah. and you don't start a fourth consulting business, yeah. Uh, we'll probably send out a survey about it. Or yeah, something like yeah. That before I'd be curious to know if before people we make interested. any decisions. Right. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but but for now, something that willing I'm, I'm willing to consider. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been episode one of two today, and if you consider the hot takes we did before this, where we drank a bunch of mezcal and bourbon, and the six beers we just consumed, and the six beers we're about to consume, patron extra 80? What's the next patron extra they're going to post as an outcome of this episode? As the outcome of this episode, our next patron extra is going to oh. be... Next, we're recording PE80? PE80. PE80. So, patron extra 80 is going to be gonna extra get up to beer lit. 990. 990. We are at barren. that point. We are only two episodes away. We are from the bearing big, down, folks. Big grand. Uh, so uh, next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, first it, episode next month. First episode next month. That's right. Uh, hey, if you've been listening to this, thanks so much. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate your time, your effort, your energy, and your resources. If you want more Mix 6 Podcasts and you're not currently a patron subscriber, just go to patreon.com, look for the Mix 6 Podcast. And as I just mentioned, there are 79 going on 80 additional full-length episodes plus all of our hot takes and bonus content so you can about double the amount of Mix 6 content you currently have access to. Don't forget to check us out on all the social medias. If you're listening to this on a podcast streaming application, don't forget to rate and review us. And with that, this has been the Mix 6 Podcast. I am Spencer. You should get a link tree. It sounds like it'd be easier. Just get a link tree, guys. Just uh, at the end of the episode, I'm going to go and link tree. (laughs) And uh, and then Ross will play some music that I've never heard and I'll never hear. Uh, And uh, and then we're out. Uh, And with that, we'll talk to you next time. What was that? Well, I don't listen to our episodes. (laughs) 